This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello. And welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we are continuing where we left off a year ago in our list of 350 good questions to ask. We last answered number 183, what fashion trend makes you cringe or laugh every time you see it? And now we are on question 184. Maybe we'll relate any of these to line dance. Let's hope. Uh, 184, what's your best story of you or someone else trying to be sneaky and failing miserably? I'm trying to think, of how, how would that even relate to line dance? Like being sneaky. Why would you ever need to be sneaky? Maybe like learning a dance right before demos or something and then somebody sees you going over it or doing something for a performance. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I don't think she has failed miserably. I think she has succeeded quite quite spectacularly. Um, Jen Cameron's pranks on Scott Blevins comes to mind. Mm. But she again, like I said, she doesn't fail. She she succeeds. She she comes up with some good ones and she's able to figure it out and from what I understand, surprise him every time. Hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if there was ever a time, like in in terms of surprises, when we've thought like, oh, we'll we'll stump this person with this dance and then play it and see if they know it. But then like we gave it away by going over it on the side. I don't know. Nothing comes to mind for this one, or like doing a surprise party for anyone, or dragging someone into the room and saying it's for this and then it's something else like oh yeah we're gonna do dangerous mr john robinson or something like that i don't know nothing comes to mind you got anything else other than i'm sure that there is plenty examples of me trying to be sneaking and failing miserably that i just chalk it up to the norm (laughs) i don't know oh i wonder have we ever like tried to stay dancing in a ballroom and what was the event okay it wasn't really sneaky at the end of marathon during the pizza party and it didn't really fail miserably we tried to i remember the cutoff for the time was 2 a.m and there were a couple dance requests still on the list i was djing the the little room and people were still dancing they wanted to get a, a couple more in and to extend the length of the night i remember proactively rather than have them come in and like shut us down from the hotel i went out and i talked to the people out in the hallway and kind of intercepted them and and just chatted them up a little bit and like oh yeah i guess you know what it is about that time i guess we'll just start wrapping up what have you guys been doing out here you know anything active going on i don't even remember what i said but i wouldn't say it failed miserably because they got what they wanted We shut the room down eventually, and it was a little sneaky in that um, I kind of (laughs) stalled. Anything else? Yeah, no, I think you're kind of along the lines of the sneaky and, like, playing a song kind of thing. The only thing, again, failing miserably. Like, I mean, me trying to be sneaky and failing miserably because I can't lie to save my life, um, and I start like laughing and giggling anytime I'm trying to like hide something so I'm awful at it um 
I do know that I've tried to keep Mr. John Robinson specifically on the floor when I was a DJ in Vegas mm-hmm. this last year. So every time he started to look like he was uh, going to be heading off somewhere, I would play something that I knew would get him back on the floor. One way that I can think of from Windy City was when we took the group photo at the end of the last night and we were trying to be sneaky in not doing it at the end end of the night because that would have been the morning and then we would have had all these people being like oh there's a photo i'm gonna go jump in on the photo but it was supposed to be a survivor photo of the people who stayed up all night so we thought okay we just won't pass it around we'll just kind of all right everybody let's take this photo and then get back to dancing but like we would know that we kept dancing. It wasn't like take a picture and then, okay, let's all go to sleep. It's like, no, we're going to take it now. And we, we realize that the reason that we're doing this is because if we do it later, we're going to get a bunch of people who weren't up all night. And Because yeah, of that specific example, we ran into open dance in the morning the next day. So like there was no stop in the music. Exactly. And unfortunately... The, the failing part would be that we didn't get everyone in who really did put in the amount of time. Like maybe they were out of the room. We didn't give people a heads up. Like we're going to do this at X o'clock, um, you know, way ahead of time. So some people left and then came back after the photo was over or they didn't think there was going to be a photo at all. So they, they left and then like two songs later we did the photo. So... We did, we did our best, and then in the end, people did Microsoft Paint colored stick figures of themselves inserted into the Survivor photo. So you make do with what you got. That's probably the best example I can think of because we were trying to be sneaky and let, like we didn't want to do it so late that random people came into the photo, but it did fail in the sense that not everyone who should have been in it got to be in it. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, number 185. Oh, great. Thanks a lot, List. Right. Which apocalyptic dystopia do you think is most likely? Uh, we're it's a little too real right now. Too real. Too real. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with um, <laughs> germ warfare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The silent killer. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, if anyone is looking at this like years later, just Google like March, April, 2020 major world news see what pops up yeah other than that i would say um maybe an asteroid coming down because there are a lot of apocalypse scenarios that i think could be averted just based on humans talking each other down if it's like you know a conflict but if it's a sufficiently large asteroid there's not much we can do we don't really have infrastructure set up for that and it's going to happen just mathematically. It's got to happen sometime. Um, we already know that the sun's eventually going to expand and swallow up you know, the inner planets. And uh, I don't think it'll go supernova. I don't think it has the mass to do that. But um, it'll probably be Earth getting hit by an asteroid uh, causing widespread extinctions, including that of humanity, uh, long before the sun expands. Ready for 186? <laughs> Let's see what 186 is. If you had, oh wait a second, if Paul, is there any way that that's a line dance question? Which apocalyptic dystopia? What would cause the end of line dance? Like, it, no, I don't. We're not going there. We're not going to jinx it. Okay, <laughs> maybe we'll do an episode. Clearly not germ warfare. No, no, we <laughs> we carry on throughout. 
All right, number 186. If you had a heads-up display that showed three stats about any person you looked at, what three stats would you want it to show? Oh, okay, as a DJ, I'll just say one of them right now. What is their favorite dance? What is going to make them like burst into life? I'm going to pass it to you in case you have others. Um, that was actually something along the lines that I was thinking of is what is their favorite dance? Um I was thinking of something along the lines of like how many dances they know. It's I mean, almost like the wish for more wishes to like see all the dances they know. Well, not necessarily yeah, like, like listing all the dances they know, but like a number of how many dances they know. So like for instance, if mine said, you know, 360 and the person next to me says four like as an instructor i think that would be very beneficial i think again as a dj the other two stats i would go for are what was the first dance they ever learned because that'll take them straight back 30 years into the past to nostalgia town and if you want to be a jerk and they're a choreographer the first dance they ever choreographed and then see if they remember it 30 years later careful what you wish for on that one it happened um, to me. yeah you, you we have video of that um Thanks, although Louis. it wasn't the first dance you no. ever choreographed but it was in the early stages first beginner dance i think i ever choreographed because first dance you labeled as beginner you mean yeah it was a little more complicated well you know it was like a european beginner we'll say that <laughs> so that would be like newcomer novice <laughs> um i do like the first dance they ever choreographed i'm trying to think of like things as an instructor as a dancer um Oh, that's a tough one. I like what you've come up with so far. I think those are all good. Oh. Oh, 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 ha, 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 ha. Now, this would be knowing them better than they know themselves. But if they're a choreographer, what song would they choreograph with me to? <laughs> cheater, cheater, cheater. But it does say what three stats. Maybe a list. I could take a list that way. It's like, oh yeah, here's a nightclub option. And here's like a funky option. And then I don't even have to know what the song sounds like. It could be like a stat. What song would we both just be beautiful on list of? I think it would kind of be cool to have a dance stamina. Like how many dances they could dance in a row before like they're done and also like for the people who are sitting while those people are dancing like, like what's their freshness dance. yeah people people who are ready to get back in there play their requests and the people who are like oh okay it's been four on the floor nothing but you i don't think i could handle a fake id right now that's when you're like okay well i see their bar is down to like yellow or red or whatever color it would be i think i'll i'll, I'll transition now yeah, because I think that would be beneficial not only as a DJ, but as an instructor, too. Because you can tell when, like, they're getting to that point where they're not going to compute anymore. 
also you mentioned as an instructor it would be great if you're teaching a group of like 400 and you could see little green lights for got it comprehension yes level. exactly so when it's mostly green then you're like oh, okay let's let, let's go ahead and move on but then when you when you do the thing and then you see a lot of like red or orange you're like you know what let's do one more time for me uh and then uh when you see there's like a pocket in the back like oh, okay i think i'll go you know visit my friends back here and they don't feel called out they didn't raise their hand to say i need help like you just know because their lights went red kind of a scary one because it can get really real would be like a happiness slash satisfaction slash enjoyment kind of stat as like a dj you can see like where the room is and if they are in fact enjoying themselves whether it be on the dance floor or inside conversations you can kind of tell where they're at Maybe also intoxication levels. That could be <laughs> handy. Well, see, they don't need those in stats because they make those little devices that you just blow into. Mm. As long <laughs> as they're willing to take them. All right. Number 187. What's the funniest thing you've seen a kid do? And I'm thinking about it in line dance terms. I don't see a lot of kids line dance. I was very impressed to see Olivia do reverse in the Pro-Am Challenge at... Uh, Florida Line Dance Classic 2019. I'll really have to think about the funniest thing I've seen a kid do in line dance. Oh, and also I've seen Shane and Maddie in very young dance videos, but I don't recall a funny thing they did. They were very professional. I feel like funny is not necessarily the best description here but our co-host for the two of us his kids so Jeff's kids Noah and um and Evie they, they they put on quite a show every once in a while when they come to visit for um our nights on Thursdays so I don't know necessarily if I'd say funniest but they're definitely entertaining to watch I agree. And yeah, I, if if I had to point out a specific thing, I would say when they were doing whipping uh, and Nene, now yes. watch me whip, watch me Nene. I remember Noah getting really into that. Yeah, I think I have that on video still, actually. So that, I mean, again, not necessarily the funniest because it's not really, if we're going line dance terms, because I hands down the funniest thing I've ever seen a kid do would be my baby brother helping my mom make Christmas cookies and he's trying to stir the pot with all the flour in it and it goes everywhere over the kitchen and we have a photo of it and I purposely because I'm that older sister posted on his birthday every year for Facebook so you know if if we're getting like really loose with the definition of kid two things that stand out we're watching Shane McKeever <laughs> do the wobble at Vegas Dance Explosion 2018, was it? Definitely wasn't 2019. I think it was 2018. Yeah, 2018. And also Guillaume doing everything at Line Dance Marathon 2019. And there are videos of that. And he's doing hairspray. He's doing all kinds of stuff with the Rogers sisters. Um, he is a hoot to watch. And he's like a big kid when he dances that stuff. All right, so if we're playing the term kids because we're called kids. We are sometimes, yes. 
I would have to say seeing you and Shane play off of each other in Dem Day Go. That, that was definitely fun. Um, was that when he said, like, I got lower than Chris Gonzalez or something? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun to watch. And then I have to just kind of take it on faith that it's apparently enjoyable for people to watch myself and John Robinson dance play that sax just because he'll call out instruments and I will attempt to play them as we're dancing. And people around us seem to laugh, so I'm, I'm going to go with funny with that maybe. Uh, also, if we're including you in this, um, I definitely have a memory of you and Jen Rogers doing Soul Shake, doing do the do 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 at each other in 2019. That's, do do do. That definitely stands out. <laughs> so there you go. There, there's a bunch of funny things that kids do. Yeah. All right. Uh, number 188. What's your secret talent? Hmm. In line dance? I mean, I don't pop. I don't lock. Uh, it's not so much of a secret anymore, but your lightning speed for applying links. <laughs> okay, you know what? That counts. That is a secret talent. I've had that since at least 2004 uh, on the com forums. Uh, this is definitely some like insider information. If this comes up on like a line dance trivia game in th- 40 years, um, one of the other people on the forum nicknamed me Senor Search because my my screen name was Senor Zoro 2000, and I would always find a relevant link uh, uh, as quickly as I possibly could um, in conversations. And people thought that I might be a bot because I didn't really have conversation input. I didn't have things to say. There was always, you know, you know, you know, like the class clown people who were like, oh, witty comment. I'm like, yeah, that was actually really good. And I just would never come up with that stuff myself. But I knew where to find things, and I could always throw out a link. Uh, in the last few weeks, especially in the last week, uh, I have been sending a lot of links out in the live um, comment threads for teaches in Digital Dance Weekend, um, Retro Dance, Social Distance, Retro Line Social Distancing, and Honky Tonk Highway, which is um, Kelly Cavallero and Seven Arrow Media's uh, live talk show. And it, for me, is a fun personal challenge whenever a dance is mentioned or some event in line dance history that has a video attached to it, um, or even just like a song title. When any of those things are mentioned, I like to go wherever I need to on the internet, grab a link, and post it in the comments. That way, for people who are out of the loop and don't know what's being uh, referenced, they have a link that they can click and get more context. And for me, there's such an adrenaline rush of like... How quickly can I get this? Can I can I throw it in there before they move on to another topic? It's so much fun for me. Secret talent. Yes. There you go. I got to say, it's definitely, and Jono has experienced this as well, it's an adrenaline rush trying to beat you to those links because we know how fast you are and how good you are at getting those. So the one time Jono got through and the one time I got through before you, we were like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> My mistake in in the Jono instance is that there's a fine line you have to walk between typing fast enough 
that autocomplete can fix it for you if you're too messy versus typing slowly enough that you get it right, but that costs you time. So somewhere in between, you have to type just as fast as you possibly can without making so many mistakes that you lose seconds in pulling up a, a wrong search because the computer has no idea what you're on about with all the J's and Q's and X's and R's that are not supposed to be there. And I think I I had some error when I was pulling up the one that uh, Jono got in there for, and and that cost me. That cost me the leave. That's okay. I mean, really, it's all for the people. And uh, as long as they get the link, it doesn't have to be you know, mine or his. And it was funny because I came back to the page with the link in my clipboard as I saw his appear. So I ended up just typing in um, whatever it was that I typed in response to him. Nice. I don't know so much of, about me and secret talents. Like there's things that I like. I don't know if I'd say they're talent though. You follow things pretty well. Like I know that sometimes you'll, you'll say like, I don't actually know this one. I'm just faking it. And I don't know how... For me, like if I see something and I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know, I'll, I'll just sit it out. Like that might be one that you go for anyway, and then you know, give it a few walls, and you'll, you'll have it more or less. So that's a talent. Sure, we'll go with that. And it's a secret because people think that you know, and either of us know any of these dances, and it, they can believe that if they want. We'll go with that. Number way uh, one eight nine. What's the best way you or someone you know has gotten out of a ticket slash trouble with the law? In line dance. Did we pack too many? Cl- oh well, no, it's not the law exactly, but being uh, oversize in your luggage or overweight, you can just wear a lot of clothes, and you know. Somebody made a really good point uh, online about this. All it does is move the weight somewhere else on the plane. It's the same amount of weight. (laughs) But because it's not in your bag, somehow that's better. Anyway, that's how you can get away with a lot of things involving your luggage. Uh, If you think it's not going to fit under the seat or something, just put on six shirts and then you're not in trouble anymore. Um, If you want to go along that lines, I sometimes check a bag for free by having it be a quote-unquote carry-on and then I get to the front and I volunteer to have my bag checked mm-hmm. I like that um, that's one way oh the law TSA I have gotten well not real out of trouble but I have learned that the recorder I use for interviews looks a lot like a stun gun Go figure. Or a taser, I guess I should say. Because it has, um, it's a, what is it? It's a Zoom H4N, and it has these two metal things that point inward at 45-degree angles as though you're going to tase someone. After enough of these bag removals from the conveyor belt, I learned to either take it out completely, put it in a tray and, like, open the case, or put it in an open pocket on the outside of the bag. And that has gotten me out of trouble with the law many times, as well as being in TSA pre-check, so I have that little extra layer of trustability. So, yeah, um, but in all seriousness, I've always just been very, very polite to any 
authority figure and very like understandable that if they stopped me there's probably a good reason why they stopped me not just because so I just kind of give them that like okay and I just really really polite and a lot of times they let me off with warnings I won't admit to how many times that might be though Mm. yeah I'm trying to think most of my like if it's a ticket, it would probably have been for this would be years and years ago, but like not coming to a full enough stop at a uh, a stop sign or like rolling a turn. And in those cases, I knew that I was in the wrong, so I just paid whatever I needed to pay. It wasn't it wasn't an issue. And then after that, I decided you know it's just it's not worth it to gain the extra second by not making the full stop. So as we may have talked about in previous episodes, now sometimes. It's been a while since we've done this, but um, if you need to count to three to make sure that you've done a full stop, think of like three co-choreographers on some dance or think like six, seven, eight or whatever else you need to do to make those three counts interesting. Um, Maybe you could do like three triples, a coaster, a sailor and a lockstep or whatever else you need to do. Um, That will save you a lot of money that you didn't need to spend on something silly like rolling a stop sign. Okie dokie. Number 190. Oh, going back to 189. Trouble with the law. USLDCC. (laughs) There was a question about one of my dances. It was uh, in the finals of 2018? 2018. Um, And I had entered straight through my heart as my beginner dance and somebody I guess had brought up that one of the movements looked questionable as a beginner step because they said a swivet which is not in the dance uh, is not a beginner movement and I could be disqualified in that category if uh, I had a swivet but I didn't have a swivet so I was asked what the movement was and I mentioned that there is a swivel on the left side so your left heel swivels out but your right foot lifts off the ground and you hitch that right foot uh, and and knee. So it's a swivitch. There is no rule against the swivitch. And so straight through my heart, continued down its path and won the overall beginner division in the finals at USLDCC. Third place um, behind David Ackerman's phrased or was it just intermediate no he was this was very phrased his was uh can can you really that was extremely phrased um so that was second place overall and then bradley mather won uh first place overall with his intermediate dance yes was that put the gun down did that that was the winner yeah i thought so so yeah if you ever are worried about the line dance law of the land Read up on it, and when in doubt, ask Kelly, boy Kelly, because he knows everything. (laughs) I was thinking about that, actually, since you brought up that. The best way you or someone you have known has gotten out of a ticket or trouble with the law. I taught any dance that had your name on the step sheet. And you did not while you were competing, so you could remain in amateur status. That's how we did that. That helped. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Number 190. Tear gas makes people cry and laughing gas makes people giggle. What other kinds of gases do you wish existed? Oh, my Lord. Dance like Rachel gas. 
Uh, learn Roy. all learn all the da- the, da- the steps to this dance immediately, Gas. Go ahead. I say dance like Roy. Um, definitely know all the dances. Um, unique choreography. Oh, there's so many things. Cook like Scott. From what I've seen online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and mysterious stamina. So just when you look like you're winded and everyone's like, okay, so I guess we're going to call it a night. Then this gas is released in the room and like, nope, we're going to do this for another six hours. (laughs) And then the cleaning staff is confused and wonders why you're all still in their way. Any other gases you can think of? Oh, how about a gas that, uh, did you already say step sheet writing? Like just automatically generates a step sheet. Like you just close your eyes and let your fingers run across the board and you open, oh look, the step sheet's done. That would be nice. We won't go into detail about the last step sheet that Megan wrote apparently since it just magically appeared on her computer. Oh, (laughs) yes. Looking forward to that one being released. Uh, number 191, what's the most beautiful beach you've been to? I can't say that this would be line dance related because I can't think of a beach that I've been to for line dance. I've never been to a Steve Lescarbeau's spring break. Um, we've missed a few, and we've missed a few of the ones like the Fiji Island and whatnot. On Ira's Texas line dance cruise sensation, I did on one of the port days, get off the ship and walk around Cozumel. And it was kind of overcast, but you could still see that the water was clean and light blue and kind of turquoise. It was nice. It would have been, it would have been, I think, especially nice on a sunnier day. And if there had been dancing on the beach, you know, so much the better. But that would be the most line dance related beach I can think of. So it'll have to do. Okay. So I have two ways to answer this. One is non-line dance. And the non-line dance is I've been to a lot of beaches because we live like half an hour, 40 minutes drive from the ocean. Uh, So there's that. I've been to beaches in the Bahamas. I've been to beaches in Florida. Uh, the San Diego beaches are pretty nice. Not going to deny that. So there's a lot of really pretty beaches I've been to. I'm going to adjust the word beach and just say event instead. The most beautiful event I've been to. And when I say event, I'm talking outside of the actual inside ballroom halls because I know which one I really 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 want to go to because I've seen hundreds of videos of these gorgeous halls over in the UK we'll get there it'll happen and everybody always looks so stunning at the Crystal Boot Awards and we'll get there it'll happen but I'd have to say outside environment the most beautiful one I've ever been to was New York State of Line there was just something about the colors and the trees and the there was like just the temperature and just all of it was absolutely gorgeous and because it's not like you know five ten minutes from the airport you have to drive through these gorgeous mountains to this 
resort essentially and so i'd have to say that would be the the prettiest outside of the event i would say i mean beach beach wise i've probably been very impressed by a few beaches on hawaii uh, when i went in 2005 but uh that was so long ago that i can't concretely say oh yeah knocked my socks off i went snorkeling with turtles and things but like I I don't remember that very clearly Um, I do remember going to Huntington Beach within the last few years in the heat and everyone being seemingly everyone being young and healthy and attractive and I lived in Huntington Beach for about six months but it was from like October to February or March the off season there was a lot of overcast I did not know that everyone walks around in their swimsuits during the summer. So yes, beautiful beach, beautiful people, beautiful weather. I might have stuck around if I had known. (laughs) Number 192. What's the most anxiety-inducing thing you do on a regular basis? That's easy. I've got one for line dance, but go ahead. Demos. demos hands down i love them but oh my heavens the anxiety that builds up prior to demos that's yeah i wait too long for everything um for preparing for my teaches uh like for when we were doing online teaches in the past week i thought oh yeah i've got plenty of time oh yeah 30 minutes that's gonna be enough And of course, like everything comes down to the last possible second when you're like, okay, it's still technically on time. It's just instead of the start of that minute, it's the end of that minute. Like I used the entire minute of when it's scheduled that I'm supposed to go on. And this is like given a half hour. But the problem is in my life with preparing to go wherever, whether it's packing uh, and, and thinking that, uh, if I start early enough, it'll be fine. No, I, I habitually underestimate the number of things that need to be done or the number of things I need to get, uh, the things that I need to plan for. And at the very last second, even if I started like two hours beforehand and I was done 45 minutes later, leading up to leaving or leading up to whatever the thing is, that's when I remember I have three other things that I didn't account for. I don't know why. I have learned this traveling with him, and therefore we have readjusted when we leave. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And there are so many different levels of on time. Like, if we leave now, we'll be comfortably on time. Or, or like, well, if we leave now, we'll be fine as long as we, you know, just go like five over the limit. If we leave now and we go five over the limit, and there's a short line at the airport, and yeah. There, there have been some razor thin arrivals at the gate. Uh, you think? Yeah. The one where they closed the door and actually opened it back up for me—that one takes the cake. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, so this—that's the anxiety-inducing thing that I do on a regular basis. I push it way too close to the edge of acceptable preparation and execution, and yet it somehow works out every time. Vegas, I don't know. But most of the other times, yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Vegas was rough. No one number 193. Okay. What's something that everyone agrees we should change, but somehow it never changes? I have an answer. Do you have an answer? Um, well, I can't say never because never is a very absolute word. And we have sort of kind of ish started changing it, but teaching retro dances. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being on the same page with where my mind went straight toward. You have so many people saying, oh, yeah, dances come and go. There's too much churn. We're on a conveyor belt. Um, let's stop teaching so many new dances. Let's push to do more of the classics. And yet, <laughs> even in the midst of this current global thing that is being experienced, you still have so many dances coming out. Where? Are people supposed to dance these dances? We're not even dancing them together anymore. And if we are, and I've seen videos, people are dancing them together and saying it's social distancing because they're six feet apart, then you feel bad seeing them do it because it's like you're not supposed to be doing that. Like we shouldn't be doing dancing together right now. But if we're not dancing together, then why why should we all learn a new dance that we're then going to forget later? And people could say, oh, well, when when we all get to bit together, then we'll dance these ones that we learned during the break. No, because the same pressure is going to exist and more dances are going to be released for when we do get back together. People aren't going to want to dance things that remember that remind them of you know being alone in their kitchen and wishing that they were with their friends. They're going to want to you know put those back in the the closet and learn something new and fresh. So anyway, a lot of people agree that we should change how many dances we release and uh, how how many more we should balance in from the past but it seems like it's only out of complete necessity um, because of that global thing that people are even trying to do this hashtag rent hashtag soapbox next one all right I, I, I didn't I think one will be good yeah for for number one ninety three. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I mean, just for me on a personal level, things that I should change. Well, hey, there's all the anxiety inducing stuff that I should probably work on, uh, but also just thinking about technique more regularly. I know I try to stand up straight more often. I try to engage my hands so that they know what they're doing. Um, but one thing that people probably would agree should change in their individual lives would be practice. I don't practice as often as I could, um, just for technique's sake. Like if you go to a ballet school, they drill you and you just do the drill non-fun thing over and over. Whereas dancers, we just dance over and over. And sometimes that's good enough to be called practice. But if we're not thinking about the things we want to change while we're doing those dances, then it's just reinforcing the same old habits. So that would be my personal one. Something that people agree should be changed, but somehow doesn't change as often as it would be. Yeah. I'm going to sidebar real quick that kind of goes on that topic. And a lot of people don't know that at events, you can get with instructors there and ask them and pay them for a private lesson. Now, this isn't always necessarily the easiest thing because they are rather busy with teaching their classes and a lot of times they're trying to co-choreograph with other instructors there as well as getting ready for the show. 
So they might not necessarily have the time, but a lot of them do private lessons. I am actually finally in a place where in this shelter in place, I have reached out to none other than John Robinson and asked for virtual private lessons. And we figured out a a means that we're going to send videos back and forth so that I can work on my technique of a few things that I've been trying to practice. And now having someone else holds me accountable might actually get me to do it. Especially seeing as I do not want to waste someone that I highly respect's time. So just a quick sidebar. You can reach out to choreographers still right now and see if they can work with you for some private lessons. Since we're 40 minutes in and no one's going to hear this, I'm going to complain some more. Um, So another thing that I think would be positive to change, and I, I would say a lot of people agree this should be changed, but doesn't happen as often as we might like, is getting young people into line dance. Um, People get excited when they see younger folks in their 20s and 30s show up at events, and they say, oh, you guys are the future, whoever it is, um, especially when they're even younger than that, like Olivia. And they say, oh, it's, it's too bad we don't have more young blood in line dance, but like, who is doing the marketing to the young people? Who's doing, I mean, it's only recently that people have been posting on TikTok, and it's difficult because we're also out of the loop. We're all older. We don't really know where the kids are or what they're doing or what interests them. But if you met them where they are and kind of engaged in their thing, they might be more willing to say, okay, hey, that's cool that you did that thing. What, what, what's your background? You're so weird and you're doing this thing with us. I don't get it. And you say, oh, yeah, well, actually, I got all this from line dance. And then you take them to an event or show them a country bar or a video. And then there's an exchange. You know, you've you've engaged and participated in their young people culture. And the young people then are curious, at least if not sold on it yet, they're curious about your older person. In our case, we are we're older people. Um, we used to be cool. We're still kind of well. It's a matter of opinion. <laughs> um, they get they get curious about what it is that we do, and hopefully, when they go to events like Vegas, the gateway drug of the line dance world, or any of the JC events on the East Coast, that opens their mind to uh, you know having international friendships and learning things that challenge them but make them feel competent once they have mastered them, and. I think that there should be more act. And and just in case anyone's like, well, why don't you do it? Uh, How many words is this? Five words. Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Booyah! Uh, I would drop the mic, but it's too expensive. Um, (laughs) I think that there should be more on-campus organizations for line dance. And I don't know whose responsibility it would be or should be to get those going and keep them going. I've seen them be successful in California, at least. I don't know how they would go over in other states, but there there should be more of a bridge between these people who need to belong somewhere or feel like they need a friend group and could go farther than just drinking and doing the electric slide at a country bar. People who would do this, like Samantha Hugger or uh, other friends of ours from Sonoma State Line Dance Club, uh, Keith Anderson, who started with 
what they learned in bars and thought, you know, I could do more. I could, I could learn more. I could go somewhere and be among all these other younger and older people. And then they actually do it. More ambassadors, more bridging. Everyone agrees we should change it, but somehow it's just not quite where we'd like it to be. Anyway, moving on. Number 194. What trend are you tired of? What trend am I tired of? I mean, I could get like real way too real with all the stuff and news that I've seen and my Facebook feed, but instead I'm going to pass the mic to you. And I'm on the spot. Uh, What trend am I tired of? I don't know if this would necessarily fit under this category, but I'm a little bit bitter at my mom. Hmm. Apparently every choreographer and instructor and dancer that I highly, highly respect got drug with some parent form of theirs to some dance class when they were a child. And here my mom is letting me do whatever my fancy was and not forcing me into dance at a young enough age. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, bitter. <laughs> no. Um, honestly, trends that I'm tired of, like... I can't, I can't even... There's not much that I'm tired of when it comes to dance specifically or events. I would say the idea that people need to go to sleep. Some people want at at social events like line dance workshops, some people want to just dance all night. If they want to learn a dance, they can pick up a step sheet. They can go home and watch some videos. For a lot of people, they just want to be there to dance with their friends. So this idea that we should be closing down at whatever time o'clock, I think it should go until the very last person has gone to sleep, even if that's at 7 a.m. Now, if that means they need a night shift DJ and all they do is wake up at 11 p.m. and come down ready to play music at midnight, who knows? I don't know. But that I, I, it'd be strong words to say tired of, but I don't like being sent to bed before I'm ready to quit. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to soapbox it here for a second. Go for it. The trend that I am tired of is choreographer unknown. And what I mean by that is there are so many dances that have been morphed into something else because that's how whoever brought it to whatever venue remembers it and people dance it on the floor and try and follow them and so that becomes a staple and then someone puts together a step sheet and because they don't know where they actually came from, they put choreographer unknown. It needs to stop. I also uh, related to that would add step sheets that say the same thing as whatever the lighting dance actually is, but parentheses, blah, blah, blah version, San Diego version, East Coast version, or this is how when, when people do a, a dance, they say, well, okay, so the step sheet is different, uh, but this is how we do it here. So I'm going to teach you how we do it here. I think people aren't aware that their videos get shared with the entire world. So you might think you're sharing a video for all your friends to watch and then they they learn how it's done in your area. But other people see that video and they just 
consider you the authority you're instructing on the screen after all. And they learn your way that has all kinds of weird mutations and possibly dangerous footwork and form. And then they teach that to their people. Now, they could have had the opportunity to learn that the way the choreographer intended if the video had reflected that. And then you can still do it however your country bar does it at home, but no one else has to be affected by it. Just teach it to step sheet and tell tell the people on the video, hey, wink, wink, like, I'll show you how we do it when we're at the bar this Friday. But somebody who doesn't know any better who watches that video and sees how you do it at the bar on Friday is going to mutate it even further. And then when you all get together thinking you're going to dance it as one big happy line dance family, you're doing it two wall and they're doing it four wall and somebody's wrong. Like, there, there's... Uh, Something to be said for variations, like, oh, there's no mistake, there's a variation. But if you can't even dance it together, something is wrong. If you decide, oh, this doesn't need a restart, and then there's a giant traffic jam in the middle of the dance because half of them restarted and half of them didn't, somebody erred along the way. And that could have been fixed by just staying on a single step sheet and doing whatever unofficial thing you want to do with your friends in the garage afterwards and not exposing the world to it. Hashtag soapbox. All right. Moving on. Uh, I wonder if we'll hit... uh, We'll probably not hit 200 in the last 10 minutes, but we're on number 195 right now. What's incredibly cheap and you would pay way more for? Ooh. There's a lot that happens at events and involving line dance. Shoes are not incredibly cheap. The event passes aren't really incredibly cheap. I'd say they're reasonable. Um, Rachel's Vimeos, I think, are fairly priced. Mm, Flights. um, Spirit and Frontier are incredibly cheap, and I would pay way less for them. (laughs) That counts. Sounds like Megan agrees. Uh, and then what else is there? Hotels? Oh, those are not cheap. We've experienced the cheap hotels. They're, 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 they are the cost they are for a reason. I mean, I... Th- Hashtag Nights in. Yes, which no longer is the Nights in. Pikes go. Peak won that round. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... I think we tend to pay about uh, about what would be adequate or, or expected for most things line dance. Um, I mean, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo could probably charge a little bit more and I would still go. Mm. Does it count that you have a VIP ca- pass for the year that gets you and a guest in free that you would pay more for? Well, I mean, sometimes they do special events and they charge you anyway. Then you have to pay like five bucks. I'm, I'm just asking for a friend. Well, for the free ones, the way I look at it is the $20 of gas it takes to drive two hours to Sacramento and back. You know, it all balances out. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, gosh. Can you think of anything that's actually cheap? Because I don't know if we have, like, the the cheapest lifestyle. Okay, so it's not incredibly cheap by any means. By any means. But I'm not going to deny that if the passes were a little bit more expensive that I wouldn't still pay for them. 
I appreciate the cost that they're at tremendously because it allows me to go to more of them. But for specific events, I would probably pay a little bit more. And I'm not telling you which ones they are, so you can't raise the price. <laughs> um, but I think that there's such a value that you get with the pass that if they did increase it a little bit, and I know this says incredibly cheap that you would pay way more for and I don't know what they describe as way more but I would understand if prices increase a little bit we've had to do it for our wine country line dance socials I mean it went from ten dollars to fifteen dollars but you know it it happens and there is a value that that you do receive from it so two things one would be i don't even know how much they charge but darren and amy and roy and fiona i would pay more for them i don't even know how much they charge so like that says something um getting joe to an event is probably you know i'm sure she charges what she's worth and i'd still probably pay more and then the other thing was digital dance weekend because it really is only $50. Half A good chunk of that goes to Line Dance Foundation and the rest of it goes to the instructors who otherwise are out of work right now because of the global thing that's happening. And I think the ability to participate in the culture of line dance is one of those things that you really have to be there for. You can't just read about it later and imagine that you were there like the people who are up late at these events remember interacting with each other and playing with each other and like cackling and, and being surprised and hearing JP or Louie say something over the mic. Some things you just have to be there for. And usually to be there at an event in Boston or North Carolina or Florida or Colorado, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars. With this... With this digital format, sure, you could do the free classes during the week. And I definitely recommend doing that. And you'll get kind of a taste of what the culture is like in those comment threads. However, with the Digital Dance Weekend 1, 2, and 3, Rachel always has something you're not expecting that brings people together. Uh, to, to make that event stand out in your memory. And really, at the end of your life, when you're looking back, I think it's going to be the most emotionally resonant memories that you keep with you. Like, there are going to be a lot of things that are middle of the road, some like kind of a flat, uninteresting dance night you had somewhere, uh, versus these moments of like, what is that person wearing? Oh my goodness, they're going to keep that voice up the entire hour. And just like the outrageousness of that emotion. And then like the poignancy of people like breaking down while they thank each other. These highs and lows and in-betweens will be with you after all of this global stuff has passed. And... And $50 for those kinds of lifelong memories, I think, could um, 
could be one of those things that you you would pay way more for if I had to you know f- find something on a list in line dance universe with five minutes remaining. Any other thoughts? Okay, well, getting real simple here. One ninety six. What's your grossest bug story? I don't really have a gross bug story. During one of my teaches, I saved a spider. Uh, I think it was during. It might have been Bobby with an eye and I love a rainy night. Um, it was one of the teaches. Maybe it was the faded teach. There was some teach that I did recently online, and a spider was walking across the floor. So I scooped it up with a piece of paper and threw it outside. But other than that, I don't really encounter bugs while line dancing. Nothing's flown into like my mouth or anything. So, do you have any? Well, I know there's John's bug story that he shared with us after we shared our adventure with the Knights Inn. Oh, yes. Where his theory is when you flick on the light, they're going to scurry. So he runs into each room and flicks on the lights to see if anything scurries. And one time he did, and there was a giant bug just chilling on the shower curtain. And that that's pretty gross. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's the grossest one I could say for line dancing that I'm related to. I have enough gross bug stories between my mother's horror stories that she told me as a child um, and also the fact that I work at a vet clinic, so I see some pretty interesting things. Um, And I'm just going to leave it at that because that's not something... I really want to go further into. All right. I'm going to sneak this last question in because I was able to think of something for it in our last two and a half minutes. What would the adult version of an ice cream truck sell and what song would it play? And for line dance, I think it would be pants that fit perfectly, maybe specifically jeans, like those tight jeans that just cup your butt so nicely that you want to wear them everywhere. Um, and they would be reasonably priced, and they would come to you at the event the way dance shoes do, and the song that it would play is Baby Got Back. I ran a few different ones through my mind, but Dem Jeans is a little too street, and booty, 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 rocking everywhere. I don't know if that would really like strike the same chord uh, in in all dancers' souls the way Baby Got Back would, because it's one that unites us all, I think, in our appreciation of the posterior. Well, you definitely topped me. I got a whole lot of nothing in comparison. Um, I was thinking the adult version of an ice cream truck would still sell ice cream because adults still like ice cream. Um, As for the song, I have no idea. I mean, I'm partial to a, a little more of a good rock and roll kind of style. Anything Journey, ACDC foreigner stuff like that i think another one that would be great and i would love to see it is something that sold late night gaiaki yerba mate uh cans of like enlightenment or passion any of my favorites and the songs would rotate and they would be high energy late night dance songs so syncopated rhythm hold your horses do your thing chill factor um dangerous switchblade these, the ones that you see John just running around crazy for, uh, those would inspire you to buy some uh, some caffeinated beverages. And anything else in our last few seconds? No, I think we, I think we we're at a good stopping point. 
All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to Lion Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. You can catch us every week on LionDancer-Radio.com and LionDancePodcast.com. Until next time, we will see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.